This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. He has an impressive CV, a connected television executive, a skilled actor and director, and even a church pastor. But Stefanus Peterse was less concerned with tending his flock than he was with pulling the wool over their eyes. It's an outcome now sadly familiar. People who trust too much duped into parting with thousands of their hard-earned rands. But what makes Peterse's story a little different is that after tracking him from Gauteng to Mpumalanga, we eventually caught up with him and extracted a rare confession. Good afternoon, everybody. Okay, so this little video... A recorded message from the set of a 2019 horror movie, Exodus, by the film's acclaimed director, Stefanus Pieterscher. This little video we made in order for me to get an opportunity to speak to you all. A man of many faces and talents, he was known to his film crew simply as Steph. I thought he was the most talented person on this planet. A serial name dropper, Steph claimed he'd studied at famous film schools and now worked for global television networks. And he was always speaking with people on the phone just to, just to put us uh, on that idea that uh, he is speaking with industry gurus. And when not on the phone, he was rubbing shoulders with royalty as a director. I will probably see you again or I won't because you'll be in Los Angeles. An actor and even a pastor. We will pray for you um, and we will take everything personally. Steph Pietersche, or whatever name he happens to be going by, is a master of reinvention. In a tough local film industry, it's likely why so many people bought into his promises of fame and fortune. Since childhood, Denzel Boysen's only ever wanted to act. Introduce himself by saying he's an, a producer and a writer. In this industry, when you start, you are hungry for those people. Steph contacted Denzel on Facebook in 2019 with the offer of a lifetime, a starring role in Steph's next film, Exodus. The film's location, Herberga, was a buzz, and the media clamoured for interviews with its famous director. Well, welcome, Steph Peterson. He is a movie maker and he's been in the industry over 23 years, my yeah, or so more? 20 years. More. 20 yeah, years. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to be a medical doctor. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I ended up going to film school instead and now writing stories. Oh, and wow. That's and what I making... do and I make them. And, yes. yeah, and I get people, the, I give people the opportunity to live mm. in a world that I can create. Producing films isn't cheap. And with a crew of up to 30 people, the bills soon piled up. Denzel says Steph persuaded him to become a financial backer in exchange for a producer credit. I spent uh, approximately between 100 and 120,000 rand on this film. The film wrapped just days before Christmas. But the film's director had cut and run. 
when he left, all of a sudden his phone was off. Everyone came back to me because they want to get paid. Denzel was left red-faced and out of pocket. Oftentimes it's hard to know what goes on in the mind of someone accused of fraud and theft. And that's why we came to Mpumalanga for a first-hand account from the man who knows him best, his former business partner and boyfriend. I fell in love with the guy um, instantly and everything was perfect. Emerging from the wilderness of the Exodus fiasco, Safe appeared ready for love. He used Facebook to contact and woo King Ngubeni, and just months later, the two moved in together. They would go on to launch a production and distribution company called Ngubeni Media. Steph claimed a senior KiteNet exec among his personal friends and said he could open doors at the streaming service Netflix. Namibian producer A.B. Peters became a marquee client. Oh my word, I thought he was the most talented person on this planet. I, he studied at New York Film Academy. Um, he had lawyers, he had accountants, he had a team. A.B. contracted Steph to produce three series pilot episodes, one for Netflix and two for CakeNet. It would cost more than a hundred thousand rand. What were some of the promises that he made to you? That I got a deal with Netflix, CakeNet, with MultiChoice. And not only that, I also was furnished a contract from MultiChoice. I was furnished a contract from Netflix as well. So he showed you these emails from, from these channels saying we need a pilot and that's the excuse he used to, to get you to pay money to film these, these yep. pilots. My first pilot was 50,000 Rand, I paid him cash. With his pilots in production, AB introduced Steph to emerging scriptwriter Alethea Volani. She used her time in COVID lockdown to write a romance for the silver screen. Then next I started getting an email from Steph saying, listen, um, that proposal you shared with me, um, this company in LA, and they show interest in helping you, called Women in Film. It was the break she'd been dreaming of. Women in Film apparently offered a two million rand contract on condition that Steph produced a short teaser for the film for the comparatively smaller sum of 24,000 rand. She paid and production began. According to AB and Alethea, Steph was ever the busy film bigwig, often unavailable because he was taking important calls from Netflix execs. But his partner knew better. And now, when I look at it, I see that he was basically speaking to no one on the phone. He was just pretending. Eventually, Alethea's suspicions got the better of her. It's just that intuition. Something is just not sitting well with me. And then I phoned woman in film and they said, no, that's not true. Devastatingly, the LA production house knew nothing about Alethea's film. And it turned out all the contracts AB had signed, as well as Steph's certification as a Netflix distributor, were just as fake. It was around this time that our own investigation into the mysterious film mogul got underway. 
Safe's victims had been struggling to track him down despite how industrious he was on social media. We uncovered Steph the doctor, as well as the Apostle Stefan, who shared profound insights like don't be deceived by beauty, a golden snake is still a snake. And his spiritual guidance continues. Humanity is more interested in what you've done rather than what you are doing. We also found his impressive movie resume, which was completely fake. Netflix confirmed they're not associated with Steph in any way and had sent him the cease and desist letter. We couldn't find a single local channel that had ever worked with him. Then last year, Steph appeared to vanish from social media, only to reappear as another alter ego, or two, to be more precise, the drag personas, Mimi Wilde and Tanta Ali. Hello, everybody. So I got a little letter from someone even with here in Some say he's a con artist and a serial scammer. But is he just misunderstood and a man of many talents? After months of searching, we tracked Steph down at a house on Joburg's West Rand. We've spoken to the owner. He said he's gone to fetch him. Let's, let's see. Steph, how are you? We're from Cote Blanche. We want to ask you a few questions, if that's all right. Okay, okay my name's Lorenza. Nice to meet you. We want to know why did you steal all that money from people in the film industry? I did not steal any money from anybody. Okay, so but you pretended to be a distributor for Netflix, CakeNet, Women in Film? No. You didn't pretend to do that? No. You never forged documents? No, I didn't. Surprisingly, Steph welcomed the chance to unburden himself. What do you say for Iman, what say is a serial scammer? I'm not a serial scammer. I just did it one time. But his epiphany was short-lived. What is your background? I received training at the LA Film Academy. Really? So you were there, weren't you? Yes, okay, I wasn't there. Were you at the New York Film Academy? But you told people you were. Yeah. Why did you do that? Look, the people you're talking about got what they asked for, or what they paid for. Nobody's money was stolen. But did they get value for money? I didn't pretend to be a distributor or an agent or anything. But I saw the letter, Steph. Who said I wrote it? Your signature is on the letter. You don't think that it can create a false impression? Okay, yes it can. You went to a lot of trouble to forge it. Well, if you do these kind of things, surely you have to be convincing. I knew it was illegal. I knew it was fraud. If you're depressed, you do what you have to do. And so, finally, the truth. I think many people in this country do what I do, but they don't get caught. I know you're just doing your work. The problem is, it now ruins everything for me. Steph's crisis of conscience will come as little consolation to his victims, who, as they say in the movies, are this story's fall guys. It took a year for us to track him down, but we found him. May this serve as a warning to others that we will keep digging, because truth 
brings change. Thanks for listening. Why not share Carte Blanche, the podcast, with family and friends, even those living overseas? They can find us on Spotify and all major platforms.